Good morning. Good morning. Let's wake up this morning. You are in your father's house. Good morning. How about a hand clap of praise for who he is this morning? Amen. Amen. We thank God for being here on this morning on behalf of our pastors, Pastor DJ, Pastors Kevin and Crystal, Miss Julie, on behalf of everyone here at Destiny Church, we welcome you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're so grateful for another chance and opportunity to be with you on today. I want to open up with the scripture from Israel, uh, I'm sorry, from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend, my friend, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So this morning, as we get ready for worship today, keep that word chosen in mind. You are individually handcrafted and picked out by God this morning. There is nothing you can do to change the fact that he chose you. In a, flower, in a garden of flowers, each one of us is individually designed to be picked out by him. If you realize this morning who you are and whose you are, I won't even have to ask you to come to worship. You will automatically worship this morning. So as we go into prayer this morning, keep those in mind who have prayers for healing, prayers for forgiveness, prayers for whatever it may be. Just allow yourself to go into a moment of worship as we go to God in prayer this morning. And a special prayer this morning on behalf of one of our own, Brother Kenny Bankston, who has not been doing very well, but we know God has all power in his hands. And we speak healing this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you this morning, Lord. We come as empty vessels, Father God. We come asking you to fill us up right now, Lord. We come asking you to remove everything, Father God, that is not pleasing to you this morning, Lord. We ask you to allow us to open ourselves up that your spirit may come rushing in. Father God, we ask for your fire this morning, Lord. We pray, Father God, that you bounce from heart to heart and from wall to wall, Lord. Touch each and every person that's under the sound of my voice right now, Father God. May we get on one accord, Father God. For Lord, Father God, if we come together, as many members of one body, Father God, there's nothing that we cannot accomplish on today, Father God. We come asking you, Lord, that as we worship on today, Lord, that you bless the musicians' voices, that you anoint yes, the Father, band members' hands, Father God, yes, that we each, yes, Father God, realize it's not about us, yes, but that it's all about you, yes, Father God. Let us, Father God, lay aside every weight and sin which yes. does so easily beset us this morning, Lord. Yes. And let us run this race with grace, Lord. Let us have eloquent speech on this morning, Father God. Let everything that hath breath this morning praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. I tried with all of my might, and I just can't win the fight. 
just shout right now. I'm just. And I've heard the propaganda, heard the lies that whispered to my soul. I have been forsaken, and I'll always be forgotten. No matter what I do, it's not enough. But then, but then I heard. for it. 
Open your heart and receive him. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on. Oh, open your heart yes. and receive the love of yes. the Father. Open the heart and receive the love of your Father. Open your heart and receive the love of your Father. Open your heart and receive the love of your Father. He's calling out your name. Oh, he's calling out your name. Oh, he's calling out your name. Oh, he's calling. 
in the room. We're partners in the room. Nothing else is needed. We're partners in the room. Nothing else is needed. When the Father's in the room, nothing else is needed. Just you. We just need you, Jesus. Oh, Father. Show me, show me what, oh, and illuminate what's right in front of us. Illuminate what's right in front of us. Your glory, your glory, 
I love the flow of this. You're hearing a story. You're hearing a process. Because you want to hear a whisper, right? You want to hear a whisper, but here's the thing. We're telling you, you can hear a whisper, but you're not willing to allow him to get close enough for you to actually hear it. Why? Because you don't think his grace can cover anything you've done. You want to hear it, but you're not hearing it. And you're like, why not? It's because his love's not enough. His grace is not enough. That's what you're thinking. And you're like, you can't forgive me for what I've done. And he's saying, my grace is enough. My love is enough. And all you have to do is receive it. All you have to do is let him get close enough and you'll hear the whisper. But you don't hear the whisper because you've got him at arm's distance. Because you like, because all you're thinking is that I haven't got myself ready. I haven't done the right things. I haven't fasted enough. I haven't prayed enough. I haven't read the Bible enough. And that's religion. That's all religion saying you can't get close enough. And what he's saying is I'm right in front of you. And all you have to do is open your arms and receive me. And I will love you through anything you're going through. Oh. So that's what I love about this because, you know, he's running after you. That's what he's doing. I hear his feet. I hear, you know why he's running after you? Because he loves you. He's running after you because he loves you that much. Woo. I remember when our daughter and my son got in a car accident. Our youngest daughter was in the bathtub. We left her in the bathtub. I don't even know how old she was, like four or five, six or seven. She was a little kid. We left her in the bathtub and we said, we're running after our daughter and my son because they were in an accident. So we rushed down the road. We knew exactly where they were. They didn't have to tell us where they were. We heard where they were. God knows right where you're at. You're his son and daughter. He will drop everything he's doing right now to run after you. And you know what he says when he gets there? If it ever happens again, don't worry. If it ever happens again, don't go nowhere. If it ever happens again, I'm coming to you. He says, I'm coming to you. You don't have to seek me out. You don't have to worry if you got it all right. He says, I'm coming to you. So right now, all you have to do is open your arms this morning. All you have to do is lift up your arms this morning. All you have to do is let him run to you where you're at and receive his love this morning. So let's go back into that. That's the whole, just keep flowing in that.
sing this a few times. Because I am your beloved. Believe it in your heart. Bought me with your blood. And on your hand you've written out my name. Because I am your beloved. The one the Father loves. Mercy has defeated all my shame. One more time. Because I am your beloved. You've bought me with your blood. And on your hand you've written out my name. And I am your beloved. The one the Father loves. Mercy has defeated all my shame. Come on, if you believe that this morning, come on, can we get a little excited in the room? Come on, you're walking in freedom this morning. Come on, can we get excited about that? We can give them more than that. It's too quiet in here to celebrate a king. Woo! Ah, oh, come on. What a good morning. Come on. Woo. This is intermission, right? I'm just kidding. Man, come on. It's so good. Can you receive that this morning? Can you just receive his love this morning? Can you just receive that power this morning, his love just over you this morning? Can we just sit in that? Can you just actually receive it and just say, you love me, and I don't have to do anything for it? You know how cool that is? That he loves you that much. That you don't have to do anything about it. You're always his son and daughter. That's it. Come on, just think about that. He loves you that much. Come on, Father, cover this place. Saturate us right now with your love. Come on, holy. Rest on this house right now. Rest on this house right now. Wrap your arms around us, Lord. Love on us, holy. Come on, pierce the hearts of the house this morning. Pierce the hearts of the house this morning. Come on, Father. Come, holy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. How he loves you. How he loves you. How he loves you. That needs to be the only thing on your mind this morning is how he loves you. Son and daughter. Yes, Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Just feel that. Just sit in that right there. Can you feel that this morning? That's his presence. What he's saying is it doesn't matter what you came in here with this morning. You're not allowed to leave with it. Because that happens. You bring in stuff. And he understands that. And he says, I love you through whatever you brought in this morning. I love you through what, whatever you did this morning. I love you through whatever you did last night. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go anywhere. Come on. Just feel that this morning. The Bible says he sought out Adam. 
He chased after Adam. Adam tried to hide. Quit trying to hide. Because he's not going to stop searching for you. He's going to chase after you. Mm, come on, feel that this morning. Let's prophesy through the instruments this morning. Come on. Come on. footsteps getting louder chasing after you he's not going to let you sit where you're at stuff this morning. Well, this is your opportunity to release it. You can lift your hands. You can come down to the front. You can lay on your face. If you like it, it's not going to bother us in here. I just want you to worship this morning. I just want you to be in his presence this morning. I want you to just hand it over. Receive his love this morning. song. You don't need words. You can sing your own song of praise to him for what he's done in your life. breath touch you this morning. Feel that peace. Feel his love. Let's go. 
Cause it never changes, never changes your love for me, your love for me, never changes, never changes. Come on, receive that. Receive that this morning. Never changes, endless love. Father, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Father, we surrender to you in everything we do. Have your way in this place. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in this world. Have your way in our families, our cities, our schools, our country. Father, have your way in the world. Have your way in the churches in this region, in the churches in this nation. Come on, holy. Have your way. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Father. We love you, Abba. Come on, we just lift you up this morning. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, and everybody said amen. Come on, let's lift them up one last time. Come on. good to be home y'all come on if you don't feel that in the house it's good you don't find this everywhere trust me we've been searching for three weeks you can't find it you can't find it so do me a favor what you can't find is the family like this so go around say hello to somebody talk to somebody we'll be right back
come on. Is everybody in here? Check, 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 check. Give me a mic check. You got it? Because I can talk without it. <laughs> come on, come on. Everybody get a chance to take a break, get, get a coffee or something, say hello to somebody. Um, hey, come on. Can we give it up for our online campus this morning? Come on. We love you guys. Look, we got to experience that for several weeks. And, man, it's important you understand there's people out there watching. Uh, and they don't get to experience what you experience, okay? And you don't get to experience online. If you think it's good online, you need to get in here. If you think it's bad online, you need to get in here. Either way, get in here. It'll change your mind about everything. So, uh, but that's good. That's good. Well, if you're new here, uh, I, I am DJ. I am the pastor at Destiny Church. Um, if you've been new, you're like, I ain't new. I've been here for a couple of weeks, and I haven't. So my wife and I, Jules, we get the honor to pastor here. We absolutely love our family here. Uh, man, it's an honor to be here. We are not officially back. Like next week, I'm officially back, but I could not help it today. Um, to be in the presence of the family was powerful, and the presence of God this morning has been moving, and uh, I've been itching. I've been itching to get in here and just talk with y'all, so I'm excited about what God wants to do next week <laughs> when, when, when I get to unleash everything that's been bottled up for several weeks, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see everybody this morning. Look, I want to just let you know, uh, this morning we're, we're going to give, uh, but here's the thing. If you're going to give the old-fashioned way with, with, the, with the checks and the envelopes and all, that's perfectly fine. You can drop that off at the end. We'll have our ushers at the door. You can just put it in the basket. Um, so that'll give you time to prepare that. Uh, now's the time we want to give, so if you can put that up on the screen. Um, if you want to text to give, you can give that way. Uh, that's a great way to text to give. You want to give. Uh, online and just go to the website. You can do it that way. If you have the app, you can do it that way. However you feel to give. Here's what I love. We just love to give. We have a family that loves to give, and this church loves to give, and because you give, we get to bless people. Um, you're not giving to a church. You're giving through a church, which is absolutely amazing, uh, and I love the fact that we have a heart to give. So um, there you go. Let me pray over that, and then we'll get moving on with, with service. So, Father, there you go. Touch it, Father. T touch, the, touch, touch the hearts in this house right now. Touch those hearts online, Father. Um, we just know that, that they have a heart to give. So, Father, we, we just want you to, to touch them and bless them right now, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I'm just rushing through this because there's. Uh, I'm just excited today. I'm excited. Look, if you're new to the church, do me a favor, fill out a cadet card. Uh, you can get one of those at the front desk or raise your hand. We'll get you one. Uh, just fill that out. Let us know uh, that you were here so we can reach out to you. We can get, get you information. We can pray for you. We can do all those wonderful things. But if you don't do that, we can't reach out to you and just let you know that, that we noticed you. So, so make sure you fill that out, and we'll get that. If you want more information about Destiny, you can download our app. So it's out there. You can download the app by clicking on the little button on the screen if it pops up. I know we got that back there. But uh, if not, you'll find it all over the place. Find it at the, the, um, the connection point, the big wooden desk in the foyer. So download the app. That will get you there. Our next step, so next steps is just another opportunity for us to, to, to teach and disciple and do those wonderful things. Uh, so that's at 9 o'clock every Sunday. Uh, next week it's going to be, uh, we have Nicole Guy next week sharing your faith. So come on, that's going to be powerful. I'm excited to see that. Just show up at 9 o'clock. That's all you have to do. We have coffee over there, everything. Show up. It's more intimate. So you get to ask questions. You get to, to get information about these things we're talking about. And every week it's a different topic. It's stuff that we might cover up here, and it's stuff that, that, that we won't. Man, I'm losing my voice already. You can tell when you take some time off, you start losing your voice. Baby, I'm going to have to talk more. I'm just going to have to talk more at home. I'm just going to have to talk more. But, yeah, so, so next week, man, be there, 9 o'clock. We'd love to have you in there. I'm excited about our night of worship on the 29th. So 
the end of this month. Come on, I'm serious. When I say it's a night of worship, I want you to come out and experience worship in the house. End of the month, so you got all month to plan this. It's on a Friday night. Come out just expecting the Holy Ghost to move in a mighty, mighty way. That's it. Don't come out expecting anything else other than to be in his presence. And let's just see what he wants to do. Okay, but, but put that on your calendar. It's on the 29th. Um, I don't, it's not up there. I know that date's wrong, but I, look, I, I didn't really expect to do anything today, so I'm just making this stuff up as I go. It'll be on the calendar tomorrow. <laughs> on the 29th, though, it's, we're going to have a gathering right here to just show up. It's going to be our family worshiping together, um, praising together, and then we'll let God do all the rest. There goes my OCD. Look at that. telling you it's weird uh here's here's the other thing we love uh if you hadn't been um getting out pastor peter he we, he's doing worship nights on friday nights outside worship at his house and we're gonna have that information out there for you we'll put it out it is just a uh, wonderful nights friday nights he's got a big like pond lake thing and we've got music jamming and we're just we're just going out there to worship so um and that's in prattville so he lives in prattville so it's, it's an amazing opportunity so we're gonna put that out there i just I'm trying to get you <laughs> as close as possible to, to worship and praise as I can all the time. So when I see opportunities, I just want to tell you about them so you can get out there and, and, and do that. Um, that would be good. All right, one last thing I want to talk about, Heart for the House. Uh, this is this is so cool. So um, we have Heart for the House is, is next week. Okay, Heart for the House is next week. And uh, so I'll be able to discuss this. We do have... Um, so this is what's on my heart, is that we, we bought this building a year ago. So we don't own it outright, but we bought it, and we are trying um, diligently to, to pay this thing off as fast as possible, which is true. But because we own it now, we have responsibilities in it. So there's things that we want to do that we want to do to the building to update it, to refresh it, to maintain it. Okay, so a lot of our heart for the house is that. Um, if you could throw up my slide, this is just an, this is a list of things Look, this is, this is one, not all inclusive, but two, it just gives you an idea of things that we can do. These are things that we can do and how much it costs to do this stuff. Okay, so well, what's that mean? That means that, yeah, if we get blessed completely for this, we'll get all this stuff done. If we don't get blessed completely for this, that's fine. We're going to go through priorities and we're going to figure out what we have to do. We're going to figure out what's left in the budget right now and how we can maneuver things. But here's the, paint the building. You're like, why do we have to paint the building? Because it's old. And it's rusting in certain spots because the paint's worn off, and we need to take care of it. So we want to freshen up the outside. We want to make this thing look fresh and new. Roof repair. It leaks. <laughs> we got a brand-new roof on the, the, the annex on the side, which was awesome. We got blessed for that. So that's just repairing the roof. I don't even want to start sharing the, the, the thousands of dollars it costs to put a new roof on. So that's, that's roofing repairs, uh, $10,000. New signs and flags. If you haven't noticed, our flags and our signs are worn out that are on the side of the building. They're worn out. So we need to replace stuff. That's important. Uh, Rebranding stuff, getting new information out there. We need new speakers up here. Our subs, our subwoofers are cracked and, and they're not good. So we need new speakers. We need speakers in here so there's not a dead spot. I'm just explaining all this to you uh, real quick. Carpet. We want to re-carpet our sanctuary. What you don't see is what we see all the time. When we pull these chairs up, this is like a connect-the-dot game from coffee spills, all right? Because 
because I heard Kevin talk about it, I think, last week. If you spill your coffee, let us know so we can get in here and shampoo it. Like, it's okay to spill coffee. It's, this is a family. This is a home. Spill your coffee. Cool. Whatever. Let us know so we can clean it up. If not, it stains. Okay, so we've talked about this, about redoing this with some the carpet tiles so that if something does get stained, we pull it up, put a new one down. Uh, but we do want to redo this. This is now our building. In the front, you know, I really want to get some new, the entrance in the front. The, you know, there's a, there's a compass on that in the foyer. It don't even point the right way. It's not our logo. It belongs to nobody but the church that owned this place years and years and years ago. It's no longer to have, I don't want a, a compass that points the wrong way in our church because we're going one way and that's up. We're facing everything to him. So that costs money, guys. So I'm just saying. So we, we need to fix some stuff. Um, let's see. Children's lighting. Man, we want to redo the lighting in our children's sanctuary so that they can dim the lights and they can have the movies back there and they can do everything. They have the old fluorescent lights. These are LEDs in here, so we redid these about uh, four or five years ago. We put these in. Uh, we want to do the same thing in there. They, that those children, they're, they're going to be, that generation is going to be doing amazing things, so we need, we need to equip them to do amazing things. Okay, we can't treat them like, like, like secondary. They, they need to have what they need to do what they need to do because God's going to do something in there. Um, worship online. We listened for three weeks or a couple weeks online. I love our worship in here. Online, it doesn't sound like this. I'm being honest. It doesn't. Now, I will tell you this. We have some equipment. And if we have the right people that want to go back and volunteer to help with that and get trained on that, we can make it sound really good online. But we also have some equipment out there we can purchase right now that would make that easier, that it would clarify, it would make it amazing online. So the people that can't be here for any reason, they still get to experience something powerful. I'm just telling you, can I just be honest? We're watching online and I'm like, oh, I know what that sounds like in person. Why doesn't it sound like that online? So. That costs money to make that happen, and we're going to do that. Uh, storage building. I'm just going to be honest with you. We have two storage units next door. We pay $120 a month to keep two storage units. We've been doing that for like six or seven years. Add it up. We can build a storage unit out back that we'll put our van in so people quit stealing our catalytic converters. And we'll also have room in that so that we can actually house the stuff we're storing over there. You're like, well, what do we store? Well, we don't have a lot of storage in the church. Like, we've occupied every space in the church we can possibly occupy. So we have storage. Why? We have Christmas decorations. We have all kinds of stuff that you have as a church that you have to put somewhere. When you utilize every space in a church, you got to find a spot for that stuff. So we've been paying rent. Guess what? It equals over $6,000 we've already paid. We just need to go buy one and let's install it and let's start taking care of it and not paying somebody else. Stage lighting. This this needs to. This is this is like 15 years old. I look yellow. The people that are up here, you look yellow online. We need to fix that. We need to update our stage lighting. Parking lot maintenance. If you did not know, you have an entire parking lot out back. But I understand that we'll fix it, which we do. We bring in a tractor. We we bring in a bobcat. We fix it. We smooth it out so people can drive back there, and then the water rushes it out. So we need to pave that. We need to get that smooth. We need to get that area taken care of so that we can, so it quits washing out, so we can go use our parking lot. And you're like, but that's a long way to walk. We went to a church a couple weeks ago. It literally took you 20 minutes to walk from where they parked you to the church. And they have like 20,000 people going, and nobody's going. That's a long way to walk. 
No, they're hungry. So to walk from the back parking lot to the church is not a far way. And if you go, well, I have, you know, I'm a leg from that's fine. We'll open up spots up front if you need close spots. I'm just telling you, we have what we need to do what we need to do. We just need to take care of it. Um, and TVs. I just like TV, you know. <laughs> now, honestly, I have a lot of information we want to put out, and I, I really want to get rid of some of the signs that are around here because I believe they're important. But, man, we have so many things around here that we can better display on a TV that we can constantly change out, and it doesn't cost money to go print stuff. So, so that's all I'm thinking with that. I'm thinking about better ways to utilize and be a better steward of what we do. So there you go. That's your list. That's the understanding. Next week we're going to receive an offering. I'm not twisting your arm. If God doesn't tell you to give, don't give. This is not about me telling you you have to give. This is me saying if God's touched your heart in anything that's up on that screen, if he's saying you should give this amount to that, I don't care if it's a penny or if it's $100,000. If he tells you, then your job is to obey and move in that. And if he says don't give, then don't. This is our family. This is our home. We're going to continue to do what we do. And, and if we, look, we've needed this stuff for a while. It's not like I'm saying if we don't have it, the church falls apart. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is these would be awesome to, to help us further progress in what we do, uh, and we'll do a better job. You guys good with that? All right. I could keep talking, but I don't want, I do want to. I love you guys. So I'm excited, though, this morning because, uh, um, man, it's been about a year, brother. How long? About a year since I, I, I ran into my brother Jeff, ran into him up here worshiping. If, you, if you're not careful, he'll run into you up here worshiping. I love that. I picked on him before. I said, Jeff's weird. I love that. I love that, that he just goes with the Holy Ghost. I love that, 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 that he is that way um, because that's, that's not normal. And it's not supposed to be normal. We're unique. God, God has made us all in a unique way. And, and I love that about him. But, man, I've been around you. You've inspired me, man. You, you are just absolutely amazing. And God spoke to me one day when he was in here teaching. Him and Pam are over our prayer our prayer team. And, uh, so if you're, if you're a prayer warrior, look, you know who Jeff is. Uh, if you've watched Tuesday at the Table, Jeff's taught on Tuesday at the Table. Jeff's taught over here on Sundays. And, and when I saw him teaching in the prayer, I think it was prayer meeting when you were teaching, God just showed me a vision. I said, you're supposed to preach, brother. And he was like, oh. See, I told him a while ago that, that I was going to have some open dates. And he said, no, like that's not in his head. He said, no, that's not even me. But when I told him up here, I said, man, I just saw you preaching. And he was like, God gave me a word. Isn't that good how that works? Like a couple months prior, he was like, don't ask me. But then when God finally put it on my heart and he showed me a vision of you preaching, he said, I already got a word. That's how good God is. He's not going to put you in a situation he doesn't prepare you for. Okay, so this morning what I want to do is I want to turn it over to my brother, Jeff Bush. Man, I absolutely love you, man. And uh, let's give it up for Jeff as he brings the word this morning. As I so appreciate him giving me this opportunity, and, 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 and I was going to share that same story. I'm glad he did. It was funny. I remember when he first said that we met with him, and he's like, hey, I'm taking a month off, and we're going to have some people speak. And I thought, oh, great. <laughs> Not me. I was literally like, don't ask me, you know, and, and, unless the Lord gave me something. And, and, and sure enough, a couple weeks later, he gave me that, and I thought, okay, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'll wait till he asks, and then he asks, and and I'm like, okay, well, there you go. So that was back in January. So I've had four months, three or four months, actually, even before that, to prep one message. I don't know how he does this every week. 
I mean, I've had to polish this for months now. In fact, this message began in me even before that. Back in the fall, there was a there was a service where we came in here, and I came in before service and was praying, and the worship team was practicing, and practice turned into worship before even anybody even showed up. We were worshiping in this place, and I was really excited and really excited about the day. And then the congregation showed up, and I don't know what congregation it was. It wasn't our normal destiny congregation because there was a real lack of engagement in, in worship that morning. And it really started me on this journey. How do you motivate people in, in, in engagement in worship? How do you do that? I spent a lot of time th thinking about that and talking with others about that. And, and, and one thing I realized, even this message itself, the title itself, Engaging in Worship, needs a little bit of unpacking, needs a little bit of clarification. Because it's not, it's not so easy. It's not so easy. You ask the question, well, what is engagement in worship? What is that? How do you define it? How would you define not engagement? How would you know the difference? And how would you communicate that? And that actually was not so easy. And let me give you an example. I was at a church years ago, and the youth pastor gets up, and he's, he tells the youth, he's like, all right, everybody, all right, everybody, during worship, don't be standing there with your hands in your pockets. You know, not worshiping, you know, not worshiping, worshiping, you know. And, and I thought about this. For a minute, actually, when he said, as soon as he said that, I thought, well, I do that. <laughs> I, don't, I did. I, I didn't really think about it, but I do. I just, man, I will get up here. I will just worship and I worship. And I thought, if we're not careful, we may put ourselves in a position where we misjudge the sincerity of somebody else's worship. All right? All right? But, but then I thought a little further, and I thought about this. I thought, no, but he has a heart for worship. I have a heart for worship. I have a heart for the youth. And then I thought, rather than being bothered by it, how about this? Don't let anybody judge your sincerity in worship. I, I, I think that was a much better stance. Because, look, we're in a charismatic church. Somebody's going to get up here and we're going to, don't, don't stand there with your hands in your pocket, you know, or something, you know. It's up to you to say, okay, we get what he's saying. If we're going to be in a charismatic church like this, you're going to hear that. And I, we want people to not be frustrated. An example we'll throw, like, hey, throw up both of your hands. And I hear people get frustrated with that. I get that because for some people, it robs you of your sincerity a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to do it because of me. But I want to encourage you with this. We do it because we know that there are people in this room that want to but have trouble to. It's not about you. Okay, it's not about you. Some people we frustrate because we tell you to do something that you just can't physically accomplish. Stand during the whole service. <laughs> Does anybody in here kind of get frustrated that, like, you know, I don't know if we've done that or much. We know that. We literally can't. Or, come on, everybody, jump. Everybody jump. You know, this morning, actually, I couldn't, I couldn't jump. But I'm not going to let anybody judge me for whether I'm jumping or uh, Brother Bo. Brother Bo, last week I was talking to him. He's like, ever since his surgery, he's like, man, I can't jump. I want to so bad. But he's not going to be irritated by us. He's not want us to tiptoe around him. Tell people. Look, if we get up here and we're like, all right, everybody, get your high bar grips on and let's get up there and let's start swinging from the rafters. Come on, let's get some rafters swinging up there, you know. And you'll be like, uh, Jeff, I, I don't think I can actually quite, quite get up there, you know. Come on, get up there. Or maybe you could give me a boost or something, then maybe I could like get, you know. We didn't get a boost when we were young. Come on. Get to swinging. Uh, Jeff, I don't think I can hold on much longer up here. You know, the whole no, the whole service. Let's go. Let's go. You're not even swinging. You ain't swinging, you ain't worshiping. That's what my grandfather always said. Yeah. 
kids today. They just don't know how to worship, right? Yeah. All right, so we know you may not be able to do, just hang on as long as you can, okay? That's what we're asking here, okay? Okay, just, you know. Or we may tell you to do something. God says you do something differently, okay? We may get up. All right, everybody, let's go running around the room. Everybody screaming and running, kind of clockwise, everybody. Let's go screaming and running. And in all the chaos, God tells you, you just get on your knees. You just lay before the Lord. And when he tells you that, go find a nice, safe place where you won't get stepped on. Just you and God, okay? All right, so engaging in worship. I haven't even started yet. Let's get started on this this topic okay so in thinking of this message I really I broke it up into four stages uh, four categories and these really represent stages that we're all in in different stages in our life and they represent different things that hold us back and I've I've been in each of these I've been in each of these stages and I can present this but really this is up to you to receive and I want everybody to pray and, and I want you to pray right now I want you to talk to God I won't let God speak to your heart about worship and about engaging in worship and maybe identifying those areas that you can improve on just want let that let god speak to you and also just just pray for me um, especially i've had a i've had a lingering cough i don't mind some prayer in that area we're going to get through this either way <laughs> i'm going to get through this message um, so far it's been so good but god even let me let me deliver this message that you would have me deliver it amen the first group I want to talk to, and this was the one that God spoke to me, that started this message to me. I want to speak to some of you in this room who are dealing with God's silence, okay? Uh, Debbie, you can go ahead and go to the first slide. Group number one is you're experiencing God's silence, and what I mean by that is prayers haven't happened like they've been having. You haven't been hearing God like you've been hearing. You come in here and worship, and, you're, and even though you're continually engaging in worship, you just haven't felt that presence of God like you've had some way somehow you're in this where are you god kind of moment and in and in worship it can be frustrating when you're like where are you lord this is the group i want to speak to this is the group i want to talk to we're going to go to james you should have your bible already we're going to go to james chapter one he, if you're going to talk about trials you're going to go to james all right good old james go to the next slide debbie all right this is james chapter one i'm reading out of mine this is the uh holman standard and it says this Consider it great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials. Anybody think maybe James is a little crazy? I think maybe a little crazy. Yeah, all right. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance must do its completed work. I want to stop right there. Your version might say finished work. It might say completion. When I read that one day, uh, this really jumped out at me. Um, the underlining didn't show up. <laughs> That's all right. I had underlined, there's a black line under there. Endurance must do its completed work. Okay, you underline it. Go ahead, underline that in yours, because this is significant. You know, we know random trials come. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Completed work. I realize that there are trials in your life. Sometimes God has an intent, has a goal, has something he's after. And for some of you, I've been there. I've been in those silent moments, okay? I've been there. Some of you ask me, well, how long do they last? Well, you tell me. You might be a part of, of the answer to that. Well, how do you get there? It's the first underlined word, endurance. Endurance. I want to teach you a very powerful principle. The next slide, endurance worship. Okay, this was almost going to be the entire message, was endurance worship. All right? 
Go ahead, Debbie. All right, endurance worship. You might have heard me say this. When worship is difficult, worship is powerful. You ever heard me say that? You'll probably hear me say it again. This is such an amazing principle. And we're going to key off of endurance worship, endurance sports. Any, any endurance, anybody know what endurance sports are? These are long distances, long distance. Bike rides, swims, or runs. The most common one is a marathon. And do we have any other endurance sports, endurance athletes other than Becky in the house? Becky is our marathon. A few people. All right. Yeah, yeah. You think, I think you all are crazy. I think you all are. In fact, let's direct our attention to the worship, the endurance athlete on the screen here. We think, okay, he's voluntarily running 26.2 miles. We think maybe he's crazy. Yeah. Well, if you notice, there's nobody chasing him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you notice, he's wearing a bib. He's wearing a bib. He's number 284, which means that there are at least 283 other crazy people all getting together and say, hey, let's run a marathon. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, and he has a bib on, and since he has a bib, he went and paid an entrance fee for this. Like, hey, can I run in your marathon? Yeah, that'll be $40. Oh, that's a deal, $40, you know. <laughs> Normally, I pay like 60 or $80. I mean, how much would you pay to run a marathon? How much would you pay to not run a marathon, right? Yeah, so yeah, 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 he's crazy. He's crazy, yeah. So, I, uh... I attempted to train for a marathon once. Yeah. Hang with me. Yeah, you're going to hang with me on this. You know, I get into running, I'm like, I'm going to train for a marathon. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I go online, and I get this training. I'm looking for training programs, and this guy has this marathon training program. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just print this out, and I'll just follow this training program here. You know, start running my long runs once a week, you know, and I'm building them up. Then one Saturday, I'll never forget, yeah, we get up there and like, okay, trainee, today you're going to be running a 13-mile run. Oh, okay. Well, let me go get my shoes on, go run my 13-mile run. So get this, I get my shoes on, I'm thinking, I got a good idea. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave my house, and I'm going to run halfway away from my house. Yeah, six and a half miles. Yeah, that's going to be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll leave my cell phone at home, too. Yeah, wouldn't want to have to run with anything convenient like that. So I start, I leave my house, and I'm running. And right away, I'm like, I don't feel so good. Like, this does not feel like a good day. And like, coach, did you, you know, I didn't see anything on the form. Like, you know, check yourself or anything. I, I didn't get a chance to ask him. I already left the house. So I'm running. I'm like, I'll get a second win. Yeah, yeah, no. No, no second win, no first win, no tailwind nothing and I'm like the further I get from house I'm feeling worse and worse of course I, I keep going you know then I get this muscle fatigue going and I'm like I'm like well I have to go because you know I well I have to reach the halfway point because I don't know <laughs> I have to do that and I am hurting so bad I mean I get to the halfway point and I reach there and I'm, I'm hurting bad and I'm thinking Dear God, what have I done? Like, like literally, I had this sinking feeling like I'm like, I'm like six and a half miles from my house. I don't have a cell phone. I feel terrible. I don't know about this. It was such a good idea. And I'm like, I'm like, start just, I just start running back and I just run. And then the muscle fatigue, the muscle fatigue. Okay. Okay. Anybody here get muscle fatigue? Anybody? No. No, no. Let me tell you about some muscle fatigue. Okay, yeah, the kind of fatigue like you're hearing, you're hearing voices in your head. Yeah, yeah, those voices are your legs going, dear God, stop. Like, 
like you're having a conversation with my legs. Like, we can't. No, no, we can stop. No, we can't. We're like five miles from house still. Like, we'll call somebody. Yeah. So I'm running. And uh, you ever have those points in life where you stop and you know you you contemplate your life choices and you, yeah, yeah. Think about the decisions that you've made that led you to the place where you are in life. And then you start asking deep philosophical questions like, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Should I be crazy? Maybe I'm supposed to be crazy? I mean, I don't, I don't remember the questionnaire on the training program there. You know, Step one, you know, contemplate your own sanity, maybe. Like, yeah. Okay, uh, okay, if crazy, oh, I see where they're going with that. If crazy, you know, go run. Go run a lot. No, that wasn't on there. So I am running, and I am absolutely miserable, and I get to about three or four miles from home, and I'm done. I'm like, I'm done. I am not running. I am giving up running. I am done. I start looking for cars going by, okay? Like, true story. I'm literally, I remember, like, running just like, uh, you know, maybe I'll see somebody I know, you know, nobody. And then I, you know, I'll see some kind driver by, you know, make eye contact with somebody, you know. Some guy be like, like, uh, uh, hey, uh, you okay there, buddy? Oh, no. <laughs> Thought I'd trade for a marathon. Like, oh, <laughs> get in here. What are you, crazy? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Nobody would stop for me. No, but you think, I know, first they probably see this guy like, uh, like, dear, uh, honey, honey, do you think this guy's okay over there? I don't know, you know, like, uh, well, I don't see anybody chasing him, you know, maybe he's, uh, he's should we stop and help him? He's, uh, he's probably one of those endurance athletes, you know, just, let's go, don't give him any eye contact, you know, let's just go right around him, no, nobody. So I limped my way home, I finally get home, I took off my running shoes and I threw them in the closet. I still remember hearing that as they hit the back of the closet. I was miserable. I mean, sore for days. So, you know, a week later, you know, pull out that marathon training program. Today you're going to be running 15 miles. No, I'm not. No, that's what I'm not going to be doing today. Not going to be running 15 miles. Yeah. Funny thing, though, after a week of recovery, I start feeling better and I thought, Maybe I'll get those running shoes out, you know, <laughs> go for a little run. That'd be a good idea, yeah, yeah. Any runners in here? Any runners in here? Guess what happens? Guess what happens? I get out on the road, and I am flying. I'm flying. I'm like, I ran for my life, okay? I run like Forrest Gump running. It was amazing. And I'm like, what is going on here? This was, I, folks, I ran 50 miles that day I mean it was the craziest thing and and I and I learned something that day I learned that marathon runners are not crazy all right they knew something I didn't Deborah go to the next slide they learned some, they knew something I didn't everybody say association I learned to associate muscle fatigue with fitness gains okay you've all heard that phrase you know pain is weakness leaving the body you know the feeling of weakness leaving the body you have, I get that. I got that. And this, this was the association I built. And to this day, I didn't complete the marathon because I had a knee injury, but I switched to biking. To this day, Pam and I will go on bike rides. We'll go like three or four hour bike rides. And man, when you get on, I'll start riding hard. And, and, and about an hour and a half into the ride, it's always about an hour and a half, I'll, still, I'll feel that fatigue start. What do you think I do when I feel that fatigue start? 
man, I start hurting harder because of the association that I have felt that muscle fatigue gives me fitness gain. Folks, I worship like that. When worship gets tough, I've realized, wow, worship is powerful. Worship is powerful, and I worship like that. And, and I've realized that, that my relationship with God, he's not this tyrant God that just says, worship me. He wants a relationship with us. And it's like a marriage, okay? It's like a marriage. These next two slides are very important. Deborah, you can go, and go to the next slide. Worship is an investment into our relationship with God, much like a marriage. Um, I think that got cut off, but it said much like a marriage. Okay, we're the bride of Christ. There are some verses if you want to look that up. We have a relationship with God like that. You know, marriages take investment, okay? I have this amazing wife, Pamela Marie, okay? So, so investing. Let's talk about investing in marriage. When we first got married, and we've been married for, oh, how long? Almost nine. Yeah. You know what? Not long enough. I caught her on that one. That's what we really tell each other. Not long enough. And so, okay, when we first got married, I got her into rock climbing. And she really liked it. So I'm like, okay, let's go rock climbing. And she's like, okay. Hey, Ben, let's go rock climbing. Okay. You know, another weekend. Hey, let's go rock climbing. Okay. Did this for a first couple of years. Then one day, you know, Pam comes to me and like, so Jeff, you know, huh? We've done a lot of rock climbs. Yeah, yeah, we've done a lot of rock climbs. Yeah. Maybe we could do something I want to do. Like rappelling, you know, kayaking, mountain biking, you know, something. Not quite, not quite. Okay, so Pam, she's a hard worker. She likes to work around the house. Also, her love language is quality time, us working together. She loves it when we work together on projects. So an ideal day for her is the two of us spending all day working on the house, right? So, I, so, so now I find myself, you know, painting, going, well, this isn't as fun as rock climbing. I don't know. I feel like I, yeah, it's not quite as fun as rock climbing. I don't enjoy it as much, you know. Until I built up, starts with an A, an association. I realized what an investment it was with, with our, in our relationship, and I realized how much I meant to her, how much she meant to me. That's where worship changed for me into an investment. It's an investment in my relationship with God. Okay, I'm talking to those of you who said you're dealing with God's silence. He's there. Oh, come on, maybe you're missing something here. You know, you're missing, well, I want those services to be powerful. Listen, I've had some powerful services where I come in and, 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 and just, man, you, you experience the peace of God. You experience him in amazement. You know what you're talking about? Like, you just don't want to go anywhere. You can just lay on the floor and you can just experience him forever. And you leave there going, wow, that was powerful. God showed up. You can have every service be powerful because I realize that now there are days where I come in here, I'm worshiping. I don't feel anything. I worship all day long. All morning long, I worship with all my heart, and I leave feeling nothing. And God is the one who says, wow, that was powerful. Okay, go to the next slide. This next slide is an important one right here. Make every service powerful. Every service is an encounter or an investment. I remember when this, when this hit me one day. I was a fair-weather worshiper. I would, I would worship, I'd start to gel, and I'd feel the presence. And, you know, and if, it, if I didn't feel the presence, I, my worship would taper off. I was a fair-weather worshiper. And then one day I realized this, this, this concept. And I remember the day I came into a service. I walked up front and I said, God, don't let me feel your presence at all today. I want to worship from beginning to end today because I owe you. I owe you this. I have not done this enough. And I remember reaching that point. 
Folks, this, I'm, I'm hoping this clicks with you. When's the last time you gave a service like that? Remember, a God, you have a two-way relationship. He's not just ignoring you. Okay, he's not just ignoring you. Make those service. Capitalize on them. Capitalize on these moments. In fact, for some of you, hopefully, I'm hoping some of you clicked so much that you want to go back and do worship again this morning. I'm, I'm hoping that clicking is clicking. My, my goal here was to forever change your approach to worship when you, when you come into worship. And this was, the, this was the biggest one. This was the most powerful one. Okay, so that was the first group. Those of you who are dealing with God's silence. I want to talk to another group of you that when I get up here and I say that well, when, when God gets silent, some of you are like, what do you mean gets silent? <laughs> Anybody know what I mean? All right. And, or, or when I make the statement, you know, when life gets tough, I worship harder. There's some in this room that was like, that just doesn't help you. <laughs> that doesn't connect, doesn't help you much. And I say that because I remember being there. I remember years ago uh, being at this youth, you know, listen, our youth pastor, and he's like, when worship gets tough, you know, when life's tough, I worship harder. I'm like, good for you, buddy. That's great. You, know, you must be one of them endurance worshipers, you know. These guys, are, these guys are crazy. He knew something I didn't know. And this is what I want to do. As I think about mornings when I, when I see, perceive as less engagement in worship, forgive me for the statement, but when I think across the room and I think, I think some of you are missing encounters. I think some of you are missing associations. Go ahead and go to the next slide. The group number two, limited encounters with God. Folks, maybe that's what's been holding you back. Do you know how good he is? Do, do you know how amazing it is to experience the presence of God, to be, to be in a place where you just wanna, don't want to go anywhere. You could just sit there forever. There's a, these are amazing folks. And, and, and my heart goes out because I think maybe some of you aren't. And as I look and worship, but maybe you're not engaged, if you knew, God, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So this is what you've got to do. You've got to get in here and you've got to engage in worship on, on a Sunday morning. But it's more than a Sunday morning. It's more than a Sunday morning. You've got to be listening to worship music throughout the week. Come on, we're, we're listening to worship music throughout the week, okay? And some of you are saying, I don't, well, I've listened to it, but I don't really like, maybe I don't really like worship music. Well, guess what? Worship music is an acquired taste. An acquired taste. Do you know what acquired taste is, I realized? It is an association. Any black coffee drinkers in this place? All right, you'll actually admit it, yeah. I, I'm not really much of a coffee drinker, but every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll taste somebody's coffee, you know, black coffee, and like, oh my, God, oh my gosh, what is this stuff? Are you people crazy? This stuff's crazy, you know terrible you know what i think it was i realized this whether we think about it or not is an association you know you're dragging in the morning and you drink that black coffee you do that enough just the taste of it is like oh wake up's coming okay it's an association worship music is an association okay i want you to get into get into this i have another another analogy uh that that really makes a lot of sense in in the area of worship I, something that happened to one of my sons a long time ago um, Deborah, you can put that, that, that picture up. I took my kids skiing, and on, on, on this particular ski trip, the son is, my son is standing right next to me. His name's David. He got into snowboarding. And on this ski trip, I watched him take a fall and break his arm. And it broke my heart. And he was in a cast for, or splint for six weeks. Okay? Years later, I took both of them up to North Carolina, and my other son, Josiah, and I were watching, and we were watching David, and guess what he did? He did it again. Fell, broke his arm, okay? 
To this day, he's built up an association. Deborah, go ahead and take that out. Listen, he has built up an association. Cast bring healing. Okay? If he were to break his arm today, there would be anxiety over a broken arm, and there would be pain in, in the broken arm. But as soon as that's, he knows what to do with that arm. As soon as that arm's in a cast, some of that anxiety would be gone because of the association. Folks, when I'm hurting inside, when I'm anxious, guess what I do with that arm right there? Guess what I do with that arm, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm worshiping, and I remember a day years ago, as, as I've built up the association of worship and what it does, I remember I lost my job years ago, and I got four kids I'm providing for, and I was dealing with anxiety. And I remember going to this one church one, church one day, and, and I just wanted worship to start. And as soon as worship starts, as soon as I raised my hands, I just started feeling. I felt better just simply because I'm doing what I need to be doing. This is the association. I want you to build this association. Okay, I have a prescription for you. If you don't, you can get your phone out. I have a prescription for you. If you don't like worship music, if you don't know what to listen to, Deborah, if you can go to the next slide. Okay, take a picture of that and, and uh, back up one. Back up one. Oh, we know what our next title is already. All right, which is good though. All right, so take a picture of, of, of these and just do search. Come on, get worship music going. YouTube is especially particularly good with some of these because when, when you see people worshiping, it's engaging. It's, it's, it's kind of contagious to watch it. So I just want to encourage you to do that. And then when you get in here, and when you get in here, do that throughout the week and get in here and start worshiping. Come on, from the very first song, start worshiping and start building associations. Start logging associations and actually log them on your phone. I really, really encourage journaling. Journaling is very important because your encounters with God don't happen all that frequently. It is very important to write those down, journal them. Because there's going to be those days when you're like, I just, you know, I don't know, where are you? You flip back and you're like, oh, yeah, those are reminders. Oh, yeah, I had that moment. He spoke to me this. Journaling is very important. So get in here, man. Start getting crazy. Start worshiping, okay? The next group I want to talk to are those of you, maybe you're not familiar with it. Maybe you're a little timid. We already saw the slide. Go ahead and jump that number three up. It's timid public worship. I want to talk to you then. Some of you are a little afraid to. Some of you may be a little afraid to. Maybe a little afraid to raise your hands and, and, and praise. Uh, Proverbs calls it a fear of man. Fear of man proves to be a snare. I could spend a whole topic on this overcoming fear of man. I have overcome fear of man, like, I have a mohawk, okay, folks? Come on. Like, I, I'm getting tired of it, by the way. But I have a mohawk and earring, you know. And, and I just, because I just overcome, it's such a freeing feeling. I wish I had spent, I wish I had time to spend on it. Folks, don't let anybody steal your happiness. That's just it. And you have to condition yourself. Condition yourself. Remind yourself. Get mad at yourself when you do that. No, no, I'm not going to let anybody steal my happiness. Okay? Next slide. In the area of worship, regarding worship, don't let anyone steal your opportunity to invest in a relationship with God. Okay, you're going to stand like, I don't want to raise my hand, I don't want to raise my hand. Don't let others do that, okay? Express yourself. Express yourself. Another thing we're going to do, go, go to the next slide. Let's take a clue from someone in the Bible. All right? The, the woman with the alabaster jar. You read this. If you need to, when you come in here before service, read this over and over again. This is powerful. This is powerful. I'm going to start reading this. This is out of NIV. And you're, De Deborah, you're just going to have to keep up as, I, as I'm going on. Okay. Uh, verse 30. This is uh, seven, Luke 7, 36 through 47. 36 says, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. Let me pause just right there. If you're not familiar with it, the Pharisees are the religious folks of the day. Okay, these were the religious folks of the day. But they invited Jesus, and, and he came. 
He went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who had lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. She, she was pretty brave. Okay, this woman was pretty brave. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. And she wiped them with her hair and kissed them and poured perfume on them. Folks, this is powerful worship. Oh, this is powerful worship. Folks, we're going to see that Jesus bragged on her, okay? This was, this was how powerful this was. This is how touching that was. And she did it right in front of everybody. You know, they smelled the perfume. They, they knew what was going on, all right? And, and, and she, she might have gotten judged, perhaps, might have. Yes. Actually, she did. Let's go on. So the next verse says, When the Pharisee who, Pharisee who invited him saw her, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. She is a sinner. She actually was getting judged. He probably knew that going in there. But she wasn't going to let that stop her. Look at Jesus' response. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher. Two people owed a certain money lender, owed money to a certain money lender. One owned him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he gave both. He, he, he gave both debts, forgave both debts, the debts of both. Now, which of them loved him more? Simon replied, I suppose that one who had the bigger debt, you have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said, do you see this woman? This is where Jesus then directs attention to, to this woman. Let this woman be your permission. Let Jesus' words be your permission. I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair you did not give me a kiss but this woman from the time she entered has not stopped kissing my feet you did not put oil on my head but she has poured perfume on my feet that's Jesus's response he, her relationship started her relationship with Jesus started was there she was investing in her relationship with him and this was powerful folks you got to decide to be like that to be like that. You have permission from Jesus to be extravagant. Okay? Let's go on. Last verse. Therefore I tell you her many sins her many sins are forgiven as her great love has shown. I had that underlined but you can't see it. As her great love has shown. This woman represents a changed life. And in this room, that's what we're after. We, we are after some changed lives in this room. We're, we're going to see this happen. This is our desire. It's not how many people we get through the door. It's the depth of life change. And, and Pam mentioned this once as we were looking at this verse. She said, you don't have to come from a bad background. It's the depth of your life's change. I have not come from a bad background, but I have been so wrecked by God and so amazed by God. And that's what we want in here. And that's what we want is you to just, when that happens to you, you don't hold back. You don't hold back. You even have permission from your pastor. I want to I share this. Um, the week before he left, it was such a good message. Uh, the week before he left, um, and, and uh, I, so I went back and I listened to it again. And I want to read one little section right there. He says to you, find that weird. Okay? For those of you who said to yourself, I had that urge to do that, but I never did because it was too weird. And God says, let me work through your weirdness. So what authentic part of you have you hidden from society? And if you don't know, get in that secret place. I love that. Get alone with God. 
Get in the secret place. Go find a place where you can just sit and listen to the Lord and let him tell you how weird you're supposed to be. Man, that is powerful. Come on, folks. Come on. We're gonna, we, we want alabaster worshipers in this place. We want alabaster worshipers in this place. Okay, we want that, you know, and, and I just, we're longing for it. We're longing for more expression in worship, more expression in worship. Um, I want to get the, to the last group. I want to say this real quick because I don't know if there's very many people in here. Um, I want to talk to those of us who've been going to church for years. <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been walking with God for years. And, you know, sometimes we can get to a point where, you know, our life's good. And it's a good place to be. We're, we're comfortable with where we are with God. But I think sometimes it can kind of take away a little bit of our, our worship because we can get a little settled in that. Go ahead, Deborah, on this next slide. I call it a settled complacency. For those of us in this room or at this point, you've been going to church, it's not about you, okay? It's not about you. This is about other people, okay? I, I, I don't want you to get settled into a complacency here, all right? Our worship can change other people's lives. Okay, I know you're good, life's good, and you say, I'm just not a worshiper, I'm not just not a jumper, but come on, we want to see this. Our, our worship in this room can bring in the presence of God so powerfully that other people can come and get touched by that. Okay, okay, I want to I give you an example. Okay, I got to give you a testimony of a man that got his life changed. In Dallas, uh, Texas, there's a church called Upper Room. These people worship. Pam and I got to go attend there. These people worship. And I was listening to the worship pastor. I was listening to the pastor that day on, on, online. And he was telling this story. Early on in their ministry, they had a smaller room, but they had a, a, a room full of students that would just worship. And this one man started to come. And he was a well-known member of the homosexual community. He was a drag queen, well-known, prominent drag queen. He started coming. And he shared this after coming there a little bit. He said he would sit in the back corner and he would watch. And he told him this. He said, when you would start to sing and you would start to worship, I would feel someone hugging me. Come on, isn't that, is that powerful? Is that, that's what we want in here. Come on, that's what we want in here. And I want to tell some of you, if you're, if, you're, if you're settled where you are in worship, come on, it's not about you. Understand that your worship can bring in that presence that we want in this place. Also, your worship is contagious. Your non-worship is contagious. Okay, a little toe-stepping there. Okay, your worship is, not con is non-contagious when you just sit there. And this is where it's hard. I, just, I, I struggled with this. Don't just sit there. Stand if you can, if, you're, you know, if your legs can handle it the whole time, right? No, but, but you, get the, you get the point. Your worship can be contagious. Okay, your worship can be conditioned. And we want to bring people into this. We're ready. Man, we're ready. You, get, you guys get ready. Get ready in this place. We're going to see some powerful things happen. And, and we're not going to be afraid of certain things happening in this place. Anybody, anybody familiar with Pastor Bill Johnson uh, out, in, out in Bethel Church out in California? This place has some crazy things happening in their churches, okay? Yeah, these people are crazy. Crazy endurance worshipers, yeah. So I read his book one day. And, and he made this statement. He said, early on in my ministry, I decided to allow the weird, <laughs> to, to allow things that might not be the most appropriate or a little bit over the line. I forgot how he said it. Things that might be a little over the line, definitely others would say are over the line because he did not want to hinder the genuineness of it. He said he's going to go ahead and allow those things. 
And, and, and it was an interesting decision that he made. But in the midst of it, you saw some power in that. Well, listen, we're going to be a congregation that we're going to be mature enough. We're going to be mature enough. No one's going to judge our worship. Okay? And if somebody's doing something, pastor said, they went to a church once where people were like rolling on the floor making animal noises. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you know that nothing would shock me? I, I, don't, I don't have a line. I'll just, I'll just be straightforward. I don't have a line. Because you know what? I know how to focus. And even if that person was completely in the flesh, I don't care because I'm going to worship. So listen, let people. We're going to get permission in this room. Okay, and we're not going to judge their sincerity. And even if they're not, that gets worked out. I realize that those things get worked out. Okay, they get worked out. And if, and if you're concerned, and if you're concerned, I, I even met with a pastor before this. I said, okay, I'm going to say some things that maybe people think are a little crazy, but am I in line with the pastor? And when I met with him, and, and it's funny, we talked about this. I said, so, so, so what's our line? You know, I liked his answer. He was like, I don't know. Maybe we'll... Wait till we see it, you know? And then he said, and then he did, he did add one. He did add one. Close, stay on. Okay, let's, all right. Good line. That's a good line, all right? That's a good line. So, hey, he even he's, and let, let me quote more of our pastor. You're getting quoted a lot here on that day. And he made a comment the two weeks before that, the week before that, he said, you know, this place is maybe going places and, and doesn't mean everybody is going to come with us. Okay, the, the week before he left, listen to this. We're going to look a little weird. Do you know how many people in ministry I've been around the last couple of years who go, you're really going really to do that in your church? What if a newcomer comes in your church and sees everybody jumping up and down? They're going to walk out. And I said, what if they walk in here seeking something powerful? Whew. And they see people jumping up and down and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost crushes them and completely wrecks them. And they go, I didn't know it could be this good. Oh, that's what we're after in this place. That's what we're after. He says, I've been praying for what we've been seeing. and It's going to get real exciting in here. I want risk takers in here. I want people willing to go out on the limb and say, God, you created me this way. It's okay to be a little weird. I want a church that looks different. And if you haven't noticed, we're a little different. We're a little different. We're a little different. Let's get the worship team. Let's get the worship team up here. Let's get it. We're going to get back into worship, as I, as I suggested. We're going to get back into worship, and we're going we're gonna to worship, and we're not going to be worried about what goes on in this place. I tell you what. You know what I'm looking forward to? When we have to give a safety talk before. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... That would be, I'll, I'll give it, yes. Welcome, welcome to destiny. You know, remember everybody, don't be just hauling through here, you know, this way. It's second Sunday, we run this way. Whatever you go, everybody haul through here, you know, hauling around here, all right? All right, you guys ready? I, hey, and if you're not, and if you're, and remember, no swinging from the rafters until you get your high bar grips on. Then, you know, get up there and swing away. All right, swing away. You know, both hands on the bar, you know. Unless you're going to do a pirouette, then, you know, scoop, lead with your toes, turn. Don't miss the grab. Remember what happened to Mr. Billy last week? He missed the grab. He's on the prayer cross, you know. We're, we're praying for him. How are we doing? All right. Okay, no, no, kids, no mosh pitting over here. This is the backflip area. 
Okay, we mosh pit over this side. This is the mosh pit area. And remember, jump and turn, land on your back, you know. All right. Make sure you announce it. You know, sweet Lamb of God. You remember what happened to Miss Donna? She didn't announce it, you know, splat on the prayer cross. All right. Are we ready to worship? Everybody stand up. Let's worship. Let's worship. I tell you what. Just start whatever it is. Whatever it is. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Remember, don't leave here until you've invested. Don't leave this place today until you've invested. Invest in God. Yes.
Come on, let's lift up a shout in the house. Come on, you can get louder than that. Yes. Woo, come on. Come on. What a good word today. Come on, you guys excited about the word today? Come on, so good, so good, so good. Woo, I tell you, look, don't let this stop here. Don't let this stop here. What I'm saying is that you take this out of here. This, this has to now get infused in society. This has to get out. It's got to get to your school. Look, it's got to get to your school. It has to get to Walmart. It has to get to your work. Carry this with you. You are the light. Okay? You are the light. Let it flow through you onto everybody you come into. Let them experience the joy of the Lord, the life that he offers. Come on. That's what I, that's what I pour out on you today. That's what I let you leave with today. Walk out of here today knowing who you 